one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, it is the Redman Podcast. I am Paul Machin. Eve and Steve join me in the studio for this one. Um, we are on the air, uh, come down of course to Inter Milan, but we're going to have some general chat around the, uh, the news that Jürgen Klopp wants James Milner to stay at least another year at Liverpool as we're going to have a big old chat about that because it seems to have created a lot of conversation We're so, so for me anyway surprising amount of conversation but uh, we will come to that in due course we'll talk uh, a final f- couple of bits on Burnley because we don't really want to talk too much about that game but mainly how Liverpool have kind of handled the return from the international break uh, and then we'll be chatting ahead uh, into Milan as well doing a little bit more on that uh, we do have a couple of kickoff questions uh, I just want to say welcome to everyone who's joined us on Twitter by the way if you want to check out the full podcast we are live right now over on YouTube if you listen after the fact then we do the podcast live generally speaking half ten every Tuesday morning over on our YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash the Redmen TV so make sure you get involved with all of that um, kickoff questions. First question, Dave Stott at Horrible Grandma. That's a hell of a Twitter. <laughs> hell of a Twitter handle that. Twitter games. LFC can either A, win the league every three years but win a European Cup every 20 years. B, win a European Cup every three years but win a league every 20 years. Which is it, Stihor? I'll win the league every three years and win the odd European Cup will be my choice. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I just think that you would you'd have more. I think you have more fun doing it that way. Probably going to win a lot more games than you know if you win a league titles every three years. That must mean you're consistently good, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is handy. Yeah. And again, I don't mean to dismiss European coach, but like I've seen six of them now. I've only seen one in the league title. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I've seen two. I must caveat that I've seen us win the league cup twice, the European cup twice rather, and then the league once. And we weren't even in the ground for the league, so. Yeah, I think winning, if you win the league every three years for, I don't know how long the, the caveat is for, then, yeah, basically that's that's ridiculous. I think, I, I'm not sure the novelty would quite wear off winning the European Cup every three years. I'd be no, quite happy. I'm sure Madrid. We'd be uh, fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, if it was a, a come down, I, I always say like, number one priority every year should be winning the Premier League title and then everything else will come secondary to that. Like, so yeah, I think I would... Uh, a league title every three years would be absurd it took me 30 years to see that get the last one or whatever it took like if we can have 10 in the same t- time period I'll uh, uh, bat your hand off yeah I, I, what about you Ivo? I went the other way uh, I think even like I know you guys waited a long time and even longer than me for, for, for Liverpool to win the Premier League title but I think I, 
we we see it with Man City, like since ever, since <laughs> since since every time, like they are waiting to win the Champions League, and it doesn't like it matters that you win the Premier League, but it doesn't matter like how how often you do it, you still have that thing, that little asterisk that you don't win the uh, European Cup at all, mm -hmm. and I think the second version the second choice still means that you could be really good in the league so yeah. be top three constantly and win the european cup every three three years i went for the second choice do you think again do you think like your 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 european roots play into this as well because if, if you ask it, no, 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 generally speaking because i know it's weird because i speak to a lot of people from other countries and they always they and even players they see the champions league as like the main thing and, and the amount of love that like the europa league and that gets yeah. on the continent well more than it does in this country yeah i think you can be more successful when you are constantly a threat in the league yeah. and really well recognized internationally by winning the yep. cup than just doing it in your country even like Eng England is, is big the Premier League is big around the world I think it's it's it's, it's a little bit more reputation if you are good in, in your country and really good and elite internationally you beat yep. loaded if you won the European Cup every three years as well by the way you yep. have so much money I um, it's, it's funny because I think I, I kind of get your points there. It would be more because you win. You definitely got to win more games because you've got to win to win the league. Now you've pretty much got to. You can only lose like three games all season. Um, but you'd, I think you'd have more fun because you just get it's the trips and the aways. I don't know whether we get a bit bored of like, oh, here we go. Oh, we're going to the Alliance again. You know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe maybe it would away because like the amount of the amount of people I'm sure he went. Porto, <laughs> really? Come on, you know what I mean? Can we, Shit, here we can go we, again. Yeah, can we, can we have Sporting? You know what I mean? Can we have Benfica? I'll go to Portugal again. But God Almighty, there's only so many times I can go up and down the hills in Porto in the fog and the rain before I get a little bit tired of it. Um, but I, yeah, there is, there is. I suppose there's, a, there's you're maintaining the magic of the European Cup. Yeah, if you're only winning mm. that every 20 years, and there's something to. Yeah, just the only other thing is though is that right, there's maybe this little England mentality because you are um, to be the biggest to be the biggest and the best. You have got to win European Cups. Now we're lucky that we have that forever, so like no one's going to take away the six that we've got. Now I would say is if it can start from like this season, so at least you know I don't want to wait twenty years from now to win another European Cup. I don't I, you know I don't want to be old. Much older than I am now, <laughs> many many years older. I, I, if you told me we win the European Cup this year, you could conceivably be a granddad if it was twenty years. You could be you could be watching the European Cup. Fine, with your very same yeah, as me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's scary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, that, yeah I might have changed my mind. Well <laughs> um, yeah, I'd like my kids to be able to fully appreciate fully appreciate one before the the other because proper grown ups <laughs> are watching it. Uh, it's an interesting question, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, I lo I do love that we get one of these every week of like the. What caveats you not being able to win the things that you want to win? The reality is, like, Liverpool could have three years now where they win both every year for the next three years, which would be a, which would be splendid. But yeah, I don't know. Is there a sense of entitlement if you win in the league every every three years? It's Man United fans are awful because of that kind of uh, thing. Yeah, I, it's that dominance thing, isn't it? It's, it's you can you can just walk around being the daddy kind of thing, like every yes, and every and I always, I always see this with Chelsea. It's why Chelsea fans. Uh, even though Chelsea aren't always the best team from nowhere they just win a league yeah. like wh where'd that come from like where's that Conte league title just where, how'd that happen yeah. or the second Mourinho was like how have you managed that because you never do this and then all of a sudden like, you weren't the best team and all of a sudden you are now the best team again where I think 
to be honest, in the what, what Liverpool hundred odd years history, and they've won six European Cups. It does have it averages like once every twenty years anyway. Like, yeah. well, it's there or thereabouts. We just did it in bunches a couple of times in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so th- maybe it's that. But yeah, I, again, I there's no. I think if I, if I think if you ask the players, I think players would say Champions League. I'm convinced. I think players still see Champions League as the daddy. As much as they won't, like everyone goes, oh, yeah, league title. I think like the they, it's that European Cup. Means if more. you want to win the Ballon d'Or, you, they're, they're the kind of things you need mm. to win because like. If you if you're in the running for the Ballon d'Or, you guarantee you probably play for a team that wins its league most seasons anyway. Particularly if you played in any other league other than England, or you play for Man City. Um, but yeah, European Cup is what sets you out above and beyond other things. It's a, it's a, it is a fascinating one. We had there our club legends um, Discord. As I, I put that in there for them to answer. Um, Jith said win a European Cup every three years but league every 20 uh, Danny who is one of our mods on YouTube as well says that's an awful decision to make <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. that really likes the European Cup it's that trophy that all the superpowers want to win um, and Scotty would go with win the league every three years European Cup every 20 uh, Farouk Bulsara says league takes priority <laughs> have, you just, have you just said Freddie Mercury's name? <laughs> yeah apparently so um, um League takes priority every year for me. Uh, European teams value European Cup more than the league, no matter what, says Scott T as well. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, We've got another question, uh, and it comes from Tom Lloyd. You can clone one LFC player who can be on the field at the same time as his original. Who do you choose? I'm going to add a slight wrinkle to that, just of the current side. So there's no just like, because everyone would just clone Steven Gerrard. So we can have two of the same player on the pitch right now. Yeah. Oh wow! Give me two Mo Salahs, please. I'll take that every day. Wow, well, where are you playing the other one? Give a fuck. Double <laughs> <laughs> them up on the right wing. Yeah, it needs to be. Yeah, put them on the left side. Put them up front. Don't care. Like, every defender thinks they are drunk because they see two Mo Salahs. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Man, give me. I'll, I'll take two Mo Salahs. I'm happy with that. Thank you very much. Being on the pitch at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Salah is a good choice. I would have said Trent. Just to have him have another trend in, in midfield, in midfield and in right back Ooh, position. Yeah, that's an interesting. Two Virgils at the back would be interesting, wouldn't it? But he's not that good in the. I don't know. Does, does he play the left? Yeah. Do you, do you want a right? Yeah. Do you want a right a right sided Virgil? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure he'd be fine. More. Yeah. I mean, we've gone past the days of, I think this often, like, we've gone past the days of Stefan Oncho and Jamie Carragher, who are the throw-your-nutsack-on-the-line kind of defenders alongside, like, your pairing Rolls-Royce centre-half. We've just got classy centre-halves all, all over the place at this point. Uh, it did lead, lead on. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, uh, I, honestly, I, I genuinely, I really can't think of it. There's... You'd have two Tiago. You know what? I'd have two Tiagos, right? Because when one's injured, the other one can play. Exactly. Yeah. So I would always have a Tiago available. How that sounds about right? I just took two of the best players in the world. Just double that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll 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 figure out where they're going to play. If one seller leaves, the other one can still leave. Yeah, one can sign a contract, (laughs) and one can go to Barcelona or PSG. It it did get me thinking on this, and I think we've done similar questions down the years. But if you could, which one player have we got currently who? an entire team of so that's goalkeeper all the way through the centre forwards of would be would finish highest in the league I think a team of Virgils because he's big yeah so worst case is you can play absolute grok footy yeah and maybe a lot of nil-nils but like you'd fancy a chance off corners and like you'd have to you'd have to be half good in goal as well that's your issue like a team of most hours would be amazing but he's only little 
Yeah. Like, it might be easier to score past us. I mean, imagine them defending set pieces from, like, Vegost against, like, 11 Mo Salas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think 11 trends would be good. That, 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 that would be my choice. Because yeah. I think, like, if you have... It's a Trent Alexander-Arnold morning here for me. But, like, if you, if, if you have Trent Alexander-Arnold going in all the offensive positions... He don't have to worry, like, or the right back don't have to worry about the offense, and the offense don't yeah. have to worry about to get back. And like, he is good and solid enough in defending, and he lead in everything he's doing, like rolling forward. Would be a good team. I mean, in terms of experience coverage. It's probably James Milner because he's literally played in every position, and I am—I bet James Milner is a brilliant goalie as well. Like he's not big, so he's not like he's probably not commanding. But anyone ever played like eleven aside, and you had in training, and you'd always find like that one lad. He was normally like your forward. He was one of your best players, and he'd go. Being a goalkeeper, there's always like rankled me big time. Like he'd go and goal, and he'd be saving stuff and making it look that easy. You're like, oh my god, do us a favour and fuck off because I'd love, I'd love to be able to go and go. I'll just—I'm just gonna bag a few goals in for a lap. I feel, lads, you know what I mean? Like, it's not... Apparently, Wayne Rooney is yeah. amazing in goal. Yes, you know, yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking <laughs> of, actually. Like, 11 James Milliners fuming at each other. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't imagine... What I, the hell cost us? But, like, what, what the hell, Millie? Yeah, fuck off, Millie. Thanks for... I, I, the, number nine, Milner, would do... I, I can't, I, I don't know. He's a little bit yeah, Up front, James Milner, you'd be hoping for a lot of pens, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you're just running around the box hoping someone fouls you. Yeah. The problem is that of all you... I mean, Bobby Firmino might be one of them, them answers, but... He's he, so slow, though. That's the problem with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no yeah, yeah. No well, exactly, yeah, yeah. The answer probably is Virgil, because pound for pounds, and, it, it, you know, it's just mad to say, because he's huge, he probably is the best footballer we have. Yeah, because imagine, imagine a big Virgil running down the wing. He's got pace. Like he, I, I don't know what he... Pace the bit, it's terrifying. Or you just like the mighty ducks when they all go at it you know once just 11 11 <laughs> virgils just charge yeah you'd be terrified in one formation <laughs> club, club legend uh, Danny saying uh, Sadio the team they'd be menaces they would they would a team of Sadio Mane's my, my, funny he, enough I daily doors for this but I did think I'd be I'd be fascinated to watch a team of Luis Diaz's and we need to see how he settles in but he's you know he's lightning he's gnarly as fuck and he clearly knows how to score goals and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it would be good. It'd be good for it's like, like Sterling was a boss right back. I mean, there's times it was one of the League Cup games where we ended up having to play him right back because we got the man sent off or it was, it was in extra time or whatever. And he was our best right back because he was just <laughs> that good. He's that good at footy and that, and he had that passion to do it. You know, 11 Sadio Mane, so if one score with the all, how do you copy each other celebration when it's just you? <laughs> no, you we have a celebration. Yeah, because you can't, we were, we were meant to copy me, so, oh, we're just confused. Either input, the whole, yeah. either input to all the... There's a glitch in the matrix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. It's the same with Bobby, like, it will look like a performance. Just 11, 11 Bobby's just karate kicking each other, like, like a brawl and they score. Andy and the YouTube live chat says a team of Fabinho's for me. Yeah, it's a good shot. Yeah. Good defending and always like 30... And he's a set piece. He's a set piece scorer master now, isn't he? From Fab in the box is lethal. We've no, we found that out. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and a good point, actually. Um, I don't think this is necessarily an answer for this, but like a team of Allisons would you could do worse than yeah. have a team of Allisons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it'd be good. But could, could they all be in as different looks? So you'd have like Muzzy Allison in goal, Scruffy Allison at left back, Nigel back here, Allison centre half. That'd be class. He's yeah. got the look. So you could distinguish which Allisons which. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be class. Yeah. I'd push Scruffy Allison up. Front. You know, rough and ready Allison that we saw the other day. I'd have him up front. I'd have Mosey Allison in goal. A random outside the box shout here from Joker. Team of Oxes. 
Again, it's going back to the versatility, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like. It. And we've he can play number nine. We've seen. I him would do that. genuinely love it. This might be like a, a pro Evo or whatever e football FIFA mod oh, okay. thing Evo. where I would like. To, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why. We, that's how I, I remember how to pronounce your names. Like like Evo, like pro Evo. Um, the, there's um. Yeah, like to put a te- literally pit those teams against each other and see see who comes. Sounds out like you've got a summer content series yeah, on a yeah, bit yeah, low here. Yeah. Tune in, tune in this summer for the Red Men TV playing FIFA at eleven o'clock. That's how our watchalongs came about. Was on the podcast we were doing draft picks mm-hmm. of Liverpool of the Liverpool team, and then I was putting it into Pro Evo and doing on was I doing it on Twitch and then doing the live commentary over the top, and that's how we ended up going. We'll try we'll try a watchalong off the back of this. Good fun. Thank lockdown you. lockdown one was wild, wasn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, keep your answers coming. For all those, we are going to be discussing Burnley. Uh, yeah, the return from the international break and James Milner's new contract after the break, uh, and then a little bit on Inter Milan later on. But yes, it is uh, next week is Wembley week on Red Men Plus. We've got an amazing array of exclusive podcasts, uh, documentaries, and interviews for you guys to check out. Uh, here's a little sneak peek of some of that. The League Cup final is nearly upon us. We're excited, you're excited, and we've got some incredible content upcoming on our streaming service, Redmen Plus. We've got an exclusive in conversation with the League Cup 2012 Man of the Match, Stuart Downing, talking through his memories of that day. We've got an incredible silverware stories featuring the likes of Sander Vesterveld, Emil Heskey, Darren Pearce of Birmingham, amongst others, looking back at that two. 2001 League Cup victory as well as an incredible podcast series with the men who lived and covered each and every one of Liverpool's record-breaking eight League Cups so far. This is how you get excited for the League Cup. This is how you build up to a final and it's only available on Redmen Plus. www.theredmentv.com Get yourself signed up and get this content. It's incredible. Yep, Wembley week as we count down to the League Cup final. Head over to Redmen Plus. Uh, not only that, we're making a big push for this because, again, we've got a five-part premium podcast series coming out. Uh, we're going to have one of them is going to be available for people to try out on ACAST, Spotify, iTunes, and all that. But, yeah, premium podcast series looking into all of Liverpool's League Cup wins, all eight of them with their journalists who covered at the time. I'm, I'm really, really proud of that one. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, geared towards podcast listeners, but there will be a video version as well over there. And, of course, we're going to have the full raft of normal pre-match and post-match content covering every angle of the League Cup final on Plus, but more details and all that to follow uh, later on this week. But, yeah, get yourself signed up. It's a perfect time because the Reds are amazing and so is Redmen Plus. If I'm happy to toot my own horn. If I was lying, I'd have a real struggle with that but um, it's like it's really really good I mean I like literally 12 years ago I was doing this shit in the back room of my house with a fucking hand painted banner and now we're putting out like content that we're putting out now it's yeah it's started from the bottom now you're here (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) Um, right sound Burnley Steve Hall Um, I promised that we were never going to speak of this game again on the end of the final word but I know I forget every time when I do that that we always do a little bit on the pod Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that we're getting that we're now done, dusted, buried, and all that kind of stuff. The three points all safely tucked up, and we're on the point now where Liverpool will play into Milan. They'll go and play Norwich, and we'll forget we'll be able to forget Burnley ever really happened. Yeah, and 
it was one of those. I think if that again, I, I have to say, like, I think the weather plays such a big part in it that it's, it's almost an anomaly of a game. Like if you just play that game in a relatively normal weather, I think Liverpool win quite comfortably. It was interesting. I saw Andrew Beasley tweet out um, compared to Leicester and Liverpool played more passes in the Burnley game and had a quicker pace. So do you, do you were aware of what you were trying to do? Maybe using the conditions because I think every time we tried the long ball, it was like a lottery. Mm-hmm. So in the end, we did try and knock it around a bit more. But yeah, it was. It was a dog of a game, and you get dog. Of, you get these every now and then, like where you just win one nil and get out of there, that kind of thing. I actually think we played better than the one nil suggest. Yeah, I, th- I, I think we might have been better at Burnley than we were against Leicester, for example. And we went that two nil a bit more comfortable. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Because Steve makes the point there, Evo. It, it, you can't. It's so hard to judge that game, particularly when you're watching it on the telly, because and it's e- it's eased because the corner flag was literally at like a sixty degree angle for a great number of those. I mean, the build up to our goal, Trent has to put the ball back in the quadrant <laughs> and move the corner flag out of the way so we can even take it. But it, it's it's those things of sometimes I think we're a little harsh on these football matches when. It's impossible when you you know you, you can practice all you want with the football and you can know your team and you can know your system and you can know all the things inside and out, but like wind, you know if 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 you if everyone knew how to perfectly account for wind, all professional golfers would be the yeah. best golfers uh, simultaneously. <laughs> you know they could possibly True. be. So yeah, Liverpool coming through that is yeah it's probably been a little understated that it was a, it was probably a slightly they deserve slightly more credit than probably they've gotten for that performance. Yeah, spot on. And like this is a challenge we have to face in 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 this Premier League campaign as long as Burnley stays up, and it's always a challenge to go there. And it's like you 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 see how special this game is uh, when you look at Jurgen Klopp uh, keeping Diaz out. Like it's not a normal Premier League game. It's not like no Harvey Elliott as well. Just no Harvey Elliott. It's not like you, you know the way Burnley plays. You you know Turf Moor. It's like and then the weather conditions. Ugly win, about a win. That's the most important. And you you're right. Like it, it was like worse than the game actually was. And like, I just like the Fabinho face, the Fabinho meme, when he got asked, like, he Burnley created a lot of chances. No, that's not true. Like, no, really? <laughs> Seriously? I genuinely, because I think sometimes footballers can be a little passive in those interviews because they're so terrified of being in front of camera. See, they're all, they're try, they've got like a lot of like, it's like, don't say something horrendously yeah. offensive. Don't get cancelled. Don't get cancelled. Don't give away the tactics. Don't blah, blah, blah. And like Fabinho, I, I genuinely love it when footballers just go, it's like slapping it out on the table and going, Fuck. What are you talking about? Fabinho absolutely shutting down that interview. It was one of the best things. Yeah, it was better than the whole game. Probably, it was the best player. It was the man of the match with that. I was saying, it's like when I asked my kids, have you cleaned your room? And he goes, yeah, no. I go, mm, have you? Have you yeah. Are we sure you yeah. cleaned your Let's go. Shall we go and check if yeah. you've cleaned your room? No, no. It's okay. That when you go, that was great sex. Was it to your wife? And you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy that, love? Yeah. I, was, I was right today, wasn't I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed that there, didn't I? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. Um, it was. This yeah. is what you created, Fabinho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said uh, there's a point. I could, you could genuinely communicate solely in still image. Memes. We did this on WhatsApp for a while, yeah, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, me, yeah. And Paul, me and Paul were just talking to each other in Fabinho, in Fabinho memes. <laughs> like, happy Fabinho. Is is the full gamut of emotions on his face there? From like, ah, nice, open, pleasant, to like, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> Why are you talking to me? It was oh, glorious, glorious stuff from Fab. I mean, the most important thing. Uh, because we can, 
I think we can forget about that game in, in isolation and look at it at what we've done. And I think it will tie into into Milan, definitely, and it will tie into Norwich. And every game will eventually tie into one another because of if we're challenging on four fronts, that's how it works, Steve. But to go away, to get through January, as we did, which was beyond, I think, a lot of people's hopes when they saw We felt a bit down the dumps going into January about Liverpool's chances. Came out of that great. The lads have gone away, had a bit of a rest, and then they've come back. And since we've come back, obviously beaten Cardiff, beaten Leicester, now beaten Burnley. Jota, Firmino, Diaz, Salamane, Minamino all got minutes in attack. Thiago, Hendo, Milner, Naby, Fabinho, Harvey, and Kurt Jones all got minutes in midfield. And even Costas got a little run out at left back uh, in the in the FA Cup game as well. The goalies got a, got a little change. This period, I think, was all about getting everything back up and running again. Because one of the one consistent sort of cliches about Liverpool under Klopp is whenever we have a break, we're normally crap when we come back. And it feels like they've, they've, they've done the best to put that to bed. Yeah, yeah like I say, the options is the, is the key there. You didn't have to dog someone into... Th- going into that Burnley game, if you were knackered, would have been you know, really, really... If you'd have played Leicester on Thursday and then the same team has to go to Burnley in the, in that weather against that team, it could, you could lose, you could draw, you know what I mean? Like, the fresh legs certainly played a part in that game, I thought, in, in pretty much all assets. I thought you were... The, the, you could tell, you know, that the likes of Salah and Mane had, had a little... Again, I say, the tiniest of breaks, but it, does, it certainly helps you. The fact that, you know, you could refresh and, and get Naby Keita on the pitch... Who I thought was one of our better players in general in terms of like defensively. I think that that, that certainly helped again. Well, that's what you're talking about. It's like so: Jota, Diaz, Jones, and Thiago all come out from the Leicester game, and they're and they are you know so you you replacing yet four of your hardest working players on the pitch have all been have all been swapped out for for another game, and that's a, that's a four does not just to to go horses for courses. A lot has been a lot of the discussion, but you've not seen you've not, there's no drop off really. When you do that, in fact, you could argue we've it's even we've actually improved at times. Yeah, do. I suppose the only I don't think anyone played badly. I think the, I think Henderson didn't play well. Mm-hmm. I, other than I, I don't play ratings, and I actually I was mad for one nil at Burnley. My ratings were actually quite high. There was a lot of you know there was nines for the goalie, sorry ten for the goalie, nines at the centre half. Everyone, it was only really Henderson, and then I kind of give Salas and, and Bobby like sixes because they thought they were fine. They were all right. There just wasn't that much going on. But they were quite high ratings. The only one again, I think Henderson struggled, and I think what this period will do now, if anyone is in bad form. Like the manager has got options not to play them. If he, he doesn't have to play Henderson in Inter Milan, he doesn't want to. He might. He's the captain, and there's lots of intangibles to do with that. But if you, if he's saying right, Jordan, you're in bad form, rather than just dogging him out again, where just let him have a break and get back to go and do what he needs to do. He's had this little injury, maybe get his back injury, maybe let him settle down. He's got options now. Where he can, you're not making changes because you have to. You're making them because you've got the luxury of doing so, and vice versa. You've got the luxury of doing so. You don't just have to keep playing the same lads. Like I'm saying, I'm, I'll do starting eleven later on the on the channel. Like Jota will be in my team. I'm saying he'll start that game. Like how amazing is that? Yep. Like you, you can just take out the front three that have won us all these trophies and just throw Jota in. Diaz is an, an option there. Look at midfield. Thiago. It, it's so good. The only thing you've got to be worried about. I I, I always think with a rhythm team. So you can't make seven, eight, nine changes. Yeah. It's got to be the threes and fours, yeah. and that's what he's going to do. I think. But also, we've, you're entering into a period now where there's, there's a few cup games to consider, where you've got five subs as well. The League Cup final is going to be five subs. Inter's going to be five subs. So you can actually make changes, but actually not lose too much rhythm in, in these players. And the games are going to be we're playing two games a week now till the rest till the end of the season if everything goes our way. Yeah. And that's the, that, that. I mean, I agree with Steve. That's going to be a new challenge to make sure. 
A, everyone's right at the peak of sharpness. Everyone's happy and everyone's competitive. But really, the way this squad's constructed, I would be amazed if they weren't all kind of buzzing for the challenge because... Uh, they've created, they've recreated the idea of a meritocracy where if you, the, the hardest workers in training, play the next game. Yeah, and like you introduced this 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 uh, topic really well, like a minute ago. Like it's like hit the ground running, everyone after that after that break, and like you don't want to get into this March, April, May time and having eleven or twelve players who can only 11 or 12 players who can contribute. You want the full squad ready and healthy. <laughs> like, th th that is a, like, if, if you would have given me this situation right now, if you would have shown me this in preseason, I would have signed it immediately. Mm -hmm. Because, like, every option we have, like, and you said it, like, we, ha we have so many options now. They are all somehow fit and somehow in shape. And they all, are, they all played, like, a week or two or three ago. It's not completely new to them. Yeah. They weren't out of the squad for weeks. And, like, I think that still has an overall rhythm yep. with it. And, like, to it's it's also, like, when we want to create mentality monsters again, like, it's not only about scoring late goals. It's also for the staff members, for the, for the, for the manager, for every player. Like, yeah. like, knowing that you have every answer in the squad like okay that is a different game a different like so many different opponents so many different uh, uh opponent players yeah we have so many different players with, with different skill sets who can match them i yeah. think you know there's been a lot of teams that have gone at liverpool this season and there's two and there's, there's two things that are going to happen teams are going to continue liverpool continue to play how they played mm. so that's front foot high line Press, 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 attack, 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 try and bat, try and attack the league. It's been the mode of operandi for two seasons now. We're actually more than capable, more capable now than ever, because we talked about this on the on the commentary at the weekend today. If you're going to play that, you've got to, you've got to aggressively press the ball high up the pitch. You've got to shut down the passes to stop them from nicking the ball over the top and what have you. So having the ability to refresh the midfield mm. and, the, and the forward positions is going to help you in that. But also, there's going to be more teams, conversely, who are go, will go, Forget it. This is done and dusted. We're just going to stick loads of men behind the ball. And in that regard, you need to be able to refresh your attacking yeah. options. Go back to last season when we were able to bring Jotter in for Mane. 20 minutes to go. You bring Jotter in and you've, 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 you've at the bare minimum, you've maintained the level you were at. There's no active drop-off. There's no, you're swapping out a, a proven goal scorer for, a, for someone who can just do a job for you. And I think both of those things are going to help us massively yeah. as we go toward the, the, the run-in for the yeah, season. Yeah, and again, I think Evo's spot on there. It's like, right, who are we playing this week? How do they play? Well, who suits this game? Like, Curtis Jones played. I thought Curtis Jones was okay. He's, he's had a good little run. Not even in a squad the other day. I mean, Klopp's just decided Burnley isn't a game for you. And it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Curtis wants to get the ball down. He needs Curtis wants time on the ball. He, he, some say he holds it too long, but he, in general, that's what he, his game is. Well, that isn't Burnley, is it? Yeah. You, you, you might see... You might, That actually might shoot into Milan in the San Siro. Like, there's, a, there's a shout that does. Mm -hmm. it, shoots, it certainly could shoot Norwich. So that, that's the thing, is that the only one who's probably out in terms of frozen out at the moment is Gomez. Um, Origi's been injured, so he's, he's out and about as well. But the only one really who's not getting a sniff is, yeah. is Joe Gomez. And 
it's hard to see that changing. He's been really unlucky. Like, I'm sure he would have played Cardiff, yep. but he had the COVID issues and stuff. Maybe Norwich in the Cup in a few weeks' time. They're, they're gearing up for that. He's the only one who you're thinking, if he had to go in now, he's got no rhythm. And he's actually the player, I think, in the whole squad who needs games to get up to rhythm. Yep. So that's the, that's the issue he's got. He it, it, might find himself in that situation that a number of our lads were last year, where, obviously, he might, he might just get annoyed and might want to move on in the summer. But if Liverpool are smart, they'll go to him. Look, circumstances conspired against you this season, mate. It'll be different this time around because we all looked at the squad. Like when we got to the last summer, we all thought Costas is going to get fucked off because clearly they don't like him at all. Oxley Chamberlain's getting sacked off, definitely. Dave Ox definitely getting sacked Nabby. off. Yeah, Nab, Nabby. There was a there was about five or six lads we all thought based on what we'd seen last season was really it was circumstantial. Yeah, and having to just dig in with the lads that he knew he could trust in as many areas that they, you know where we had the regular lads available, he had no choice but to play them to kind of make up for the losses in in, in other areas. Um, right, we're gonna we need to move on because we've we've done we've gone heavy on Burnley and we didn't mean to. Um, just quickly, we got Sid Senor uh, with a super chat saying, "How can anyone say that Ali is not the best keeper in the world? I feel he's the only goalkeeper in the world who has the upper hand in one-on-ones." Um, yeah, um, I, I agree. I don't think any. I don't. I don't really think there's anyone who doesn't think he's the world, world's best. You won't, you won't find the Liverpool fan who's swapping for anyone. There's, there's some top goalies about like Edison's brilliant, by the yeah. way, and um, Oblak. I think is absolutely fantastic. No, he's still very, very good. There's loads of good goalies, but the, the test is always would you swap them? And there's no one I swap out. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I, it's not our fault that he's not getting tested permanently. Mm-hmm. Like other keepers have like to David De Gea, who has to save ten shots a game. Like Allison has to doesn't have to do that. But yeah, yeah, I, 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 I get it because I, listen, I think if you don't watch Liverpool enough, you don't see. There's never an Allison highlight reel because they never highlights. There's never that like David De Gea made a good save the other day. It's a worldy save, and I get it. Adam Ramsdale got this sometimes, like the top in worldies. Like Alisson really has to do it. Listen. He has made mistakes with every goal. He will throw one in a couple of times, yeah. but he makes goalkeeper look very, very simple when it when it's anything but. Yeah. Like that. Even I know it was offside, but that one in corner he goes round him. Hmm. He makes he's, he 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 just makes the fella run out of play. Like <laughs> any other goalie is like diving out and getting it. He just makes it look so so simple because yeah. he's so good. You can. It's it's when you look at the other goalies who you fans of those teams can go. Like Larice is a good example of this, and people go, "Boy, he's World Cup winner." He's. He's, he's in it. He's at least in the tier below. He might even be the two. tier below b- below that. When you watched him on the weekend, two or three tiers exactly. Well, exactly. And there's a bunch of those goalies who, by comparison to some of the other goalies, like Everton have this with Pickford. Pickford's fine, by the way. We give him a lot of stick because obviously all the stuff he's done against us, and we have, might have a laugh at his expense because it's it's nice low hanging fruit to to bash Evertonians with. Which ironically he couldn't reach. Which of course he couldn't reach because <laughs> he's got such little arms. He's yeah. staring in the new Jurassic World, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've let him. Loose all over the globe now. Apparently, uh, ecological disaster. Um, the the point is, is that compared to what they had for years, he was miles better than that. And we thought this a bit. With a, there's a few players Liverpool have had like that, which is why I recognise the behaviour. When Jose Enrique came in, and he actually was a good, solid left back, but we'd had years of awful left backs or injury prone left. And all of a sudden, there's a lad who plays forty times a season, and he's seven out of ten most weeks. People adore Steve Finnan. Because let's be honest, we've gone through Hosmi Hosmi, the man so bad they named him twice, <laughs> Jan Kronkamp. And then we got to we got to Steve Finnan, you know, around that and we'd had him by comparison, Steve Finnan was like, Yeah, sounds well we'll have a we'll have a bit of him all, all day long and then our below will look really good, but then we and, and then Glenn Johnson looked rubbish. And then when you get Trent, you're like, Oh my god. 
Yeah, it's like it's oh like, my god, there's levels to this game I never realised. Enrique looks worse every time you watch Andy Johnson. No, sorry, Andy Johnson, Andy Robertson. Andy sorry, Robertson. Uh, <laughs> Andy Johnson maybe as well. I was thinking that was me going back to that League Cup conversation I was about to talk about as well. But like you say, you look at the team plays that League Cup final in two thousand and one. Like they won a treble last season. And we all thought, oh my God, they're the best team ever. And then you look at the team now and go, oh my God, they were shit. Yeah. And they weren't shit. It's just, again, it's comparisons. Alisson is just like, when you're world class and you make things look easy, again, it's the same with Virgil. You're very rarely a Virgil highlight reel. You get the other one where he flicks it over someone's head or nods it backwards. He makes, he makes what other people make look difficult, look simple. Compare Harry Maguire to Virgil, right? And Harry Maguire's a Premier League captain Man United 80 million pounds and he does things that make you think why the fuck have you done that yeah. and, you, and you don't get that with Virgil and you very very rarely get with Alisson as well they redefine things I think yeah, yeah, like that like, yeah. you know, so that Virgil, Virgil van Dijk is an example go back to that Tottenham game a couple of years ago where he's, he's defending a two on one <laughs> and it's it's it's, 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 it's so cool <laughs> who, who puts it, put it wider over and Virgil just not any other defender commits to tackling one lad he, 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 and he, he just got he, he just defends the space between the two of them and literally actively defenders have started doing that in that situation since because Virgil showed one that's how you actually defend that situation I'd be playing people on, in the office on Pro Evo and, and, and people playing on FIFA you find your mates defending on computer games like that because Virgil goes no this is how you, this is how you do it and Alisson does a bit of that as well it's like just move your feet just move your feet. I say Don't this, die. Move yeah. your feet. I get this with the hair, by the way. The hair getting so much credit this season. A reason that it's getting low. This is happening, by the way, is because he's on his line a lot. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. Why is it so easy to get in behind Man United? Because the goalie's tethered to his line. He will make a lot of saves from there, and he does, and he makes some worldies. But I was think it's like it's like someone someone bungee corded them to the goal net, and he yeah. can only go five yards out. Allison, let the so what the high line. We can play the high line because our goalie's coming out and playing left back if he yeah. needs to. Yeah. And Edison, that's why I that's why I rate Edison. Edison gets a bit of stick. Like he's brilliant at it. Can you our goal? I, I love Edison. Our goalie. Define, we can play 10 yards further up the pitch because our goalie can do that kind yeah. of shit. And, and to be fair, in, in some of those things, this is the thing about Edison. For me, it's Alisson or Edison, the two best goalies in the world. Mm. I know he's still boss, but he's had his day. Our Black's. Black's, I, I think Oblak's had his day as well, to be perfectly honest. He's different. He's not. He wouldn't shoot our style of football, Oblak, at he all. Shoots, he shoots Atleti to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And there's, a, you know, there's, other, there's other examples, but there's a lot of them just in that tier below. Um, but yeah, I, I think, honestly, you speak to Man City fans... And they're like Edison perfectly suits us. I actually think you could inter- you actually probably could interchange those two goalies, and they'd work just as well for the other one. The only thing for us is Edison with his mad his mad tattoos and his mad haircuts and all that. I don't think he would be. I don't think Liverpool fans would give him as much. Yep. The fact that Allison just looks like this bear man in your goal who you just know would would bat you. I think actually it gives him a lot of <laughs> gives him a lot of extra length of rope with the pool fans. Um thanks so much. That was a wonderful uh, comment. Um from Sid Senor. Hey everyone, mate here. If you're enjoying this podcast, then do go and check out Red Men Plus, our Liverpool streaming service, giving you tons of extra podcasts each and every month. There's Jano Insight, there's the Around the League show, the debate show, the opposition preview, and interviews with Liverpool legends past and present as well. Tons of content to keep you occupied, keep you busy, thrilled, entertained, and go deeper on Liverpool FC culture. Head to the Red TV.com. Sign up and join us on Redman Plus. 
actually leads us in uh, in no way, shape, or form to our next topic. Uh, but Ashley <laughs> Firth with this super chat does. Um, he asks a question around Milner: Where does he rank in LFC free transfers? Has to be up there with Matip. Love the work as usual, guys. Thank you so much, Ashley. I think Klopp actually because Klopp referenced the Matip thing in his press conference the day about him being like one of the best free transfers. I think James Milner is at Liverpool's best free transfer of all time. Yeah, I have you had this conversation on the debate show, I think at one point. I think it's entirely I, possible. I think I went Matip. Um I just think Matip's highest levels higher than Milner's highest level. But they're like they're the two. Like Gary McAllister was brilliant for a year and a half mm-hmm. and, and he was and then he he, he soon okay, we got him so old that yeah, it was inevitable. We got him like how old James Milner is now is when we when we got Gary McAllister. But yeah, they're the two. I think that yeah, he's he, he he's been excellent, both of them have been. It's it's you're splitting hairs. Yeah, you're said you're splitting hairs, and again you are. But I I went matted, but again it's it's a coin toss, isn't it? I would go with Millie because I think his, his longevity and like his yeah, yeah. durability yeah. gives him the edge over Matip. That's true. Like when he when Matip is on his best, he's excellent. He's elite, but like like when you are successful, years flying by, and like how long has Millie been here now? Four. Set a six or six Brendan G it longer yeah. Brendan G Brendan signed them didn't he so yeah, yeah long time ago that was, Klopp's, that was the summer though wasn't it where Klopp comes in in that, in 20, that season 2013 14 season or 14, 14, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. 16 2015 we signed him so seven years and that's long a long time and that's not usual for like it's it's, it's usually like this when you are a really good team but like for for, for the usual football team it's not it's not typical I, I suppose to, to, I, I thought we were getting a great player when we signed Milner because I thought he was brilliant. I never knew what matter was. What was the consensus around matter in Germany when we signed him? Because it never felt like we were getting like this absolute worldie that he's turned into. Maybe that's clouded my judgment. He's been more of a surprise. I thought we were going to get a top player when we signed James Milner. He just won Premier League titles. Like he was brilliant. What was what was the consensus on matter when we got him at the time? It was a Schalke, wasn't he? He was one of the. I would say he was one of the best centre backs in that time in the Bundesliga. But like a big step, a big step to the Premier League. But like. He lived up to it, but the thing I, I, I want to touch on for for Millie, like the like when we prepared for the show and we I knew okay we talk about Millie. The one thing that stands out for me every time is he thirty six thirty six now, and he's the motherfucking best in this lactate test every summer. <laughs> yeah, he's he's and we have so many fast players, so many players who who have to who are really well conditioned. We have high con, like high condition level in this in this club nutrition and everything fitness levels are high and this 36 year old fella is like he's running everyone to the ground that's many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I agree on that. For me, it's Milner for me, if only because, you're right, I look back at... Marcus Babel could have been it, but he does because of his illness. He never gets to quite do it over over a stretch of seasons. For us, Gary McAllister was absolutely it for that very short spell of time because he comes in and he, he takes Liverpool onto that level of the, of the treble. Think about other free transfers: Joe Cole, crap, Steve Staunton. It was okay. He was better than what we had at left back, but you know he, he doesn't Fowler really get to was... do. Fowler comes back on free, which is great, but it was you getting the like the the, the last the last hurrah well. of Robbie Fowler. Craig Bellamy the second time around was a good addition, gets us to the League Cup final, you know, beats Man City almost single handedly at, at Anfield. Um he was he was cool to have around. But in terms of those two lads of getting lads who can go in and be first teamers, and make no mistake, James Milner was a first teamer in our midfield under Jurgen Klopp, you know. Or left back. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, but that like the, the team that goes to the Champions League final in 1718, Milner's in that team. He's all over that team in the season that, that follows as well. He'd done that season before and that had, in like, left back. The, the, the most assists in the Champions League season. I think he still holds that record as, as well. Matt. And and to the point about about him, because Matip, I agree, somehow we picked up a free transfer in Joel Matip and he's He's as good as the seventy-five million pound Virgil Van Dijk at times, and there's, we have debates every now and again of like, has actually Matip been in better form? When we went to the Champions League final in twenty nineteen, there was a lot of people saying that Matip was our best centre half going into that. He even better than Van Dijk in that period, um, which is take you know you can take that with a pinch of salt to some extent, but you know it's, it's also a, it was enough people were saying it that there was, there was something to it. But Matip hasn't played enough. Footy for us, so he's. I always feel like Matip's a luxury player, and I think you have that with free transfers sometimes, where you go, "Oh, he's nice to have around." Oh, what he plays isn't that great, but like Milner's just. We're getting that with Milner now, but we've had him for seven years, so he gets to come in and plug gaps and do it to a really high standard. Play with full commitment. You know, I, I love him. Just quickly before we do get into the contract stuff on him, uh, Trick Josh sent a super chat in saying, "Us having Thor between the sticks just adds to the intimidation teams feel when they square <laughs> up against us. He weakened himself by shaving his beard, but all's right in the world now. It's regrown." Um, yeah. Uh, so on the Milner stuff, we got a lot, we got a, we've had a lot of chat around this, a lot on social media. So I thought it was worth it. Jurgen Klopp spoke in his press conference last week that he. Um, there's no official talks on going with Milner. He said there's no chance of him retiring and Klopp has been talking to him. Basically, it looks like Jürgen's trying to convince Milner mm-hmm. to do one more year at Liverpool. And for me, <laughs> Steve, that makes it a non-issue for me. You know, like, should we or shouldn't we give him a contract? I find it weird that we have these debates sometimes. I've got people going, I don't think we should give Milner a contract. And, and we'll, we'll talk through the, the ins and outs of it, of course, but... What's your what's your take on the Milner thing? Uh, I'm surprised. Is the first one I thought this would just be the end of James Milner's Liverpool career, and he will go and play somewhere. I, th- I never thought he'd retire. I see people saying, "Let's make him a coach. He he can play till he's forty. Why would he retire now? He's, mm-hmm. he's I know he doesn't need the money, but he probably wants to play. Like he, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing even now he's good to that. He's not first choice. Um, the, the pro the pros of the pros. You get James Milner. You get your eighth choice centre midfielder or whatever he is, and he's a backup right back who can play left back if he needs him and things like that. That makes why you'd keep him. The negatives are depends what the money is. 
does it what does it does it impact you spending elsewhere? Does it stop you signing someone else? The fact that Liverpool look like they're gonna sign Fabio Carvalho anyway suggests maybe it doesn't. I, I, I heard the rumour the other day that they might sign Carvalho and loan him to Fulham for another year. And that dovetails. It basically means so he, he has a year playing footy again when he's not going to really play here, and then he, he replaces James Milner. So it all dovetails in. There's questions if you keep him Millie, does that mean Ox is going? Does it mean Nabby might go? Does it what's it so I get I get the pros and cons. The, the but, but, but my point on all this is that you're entering into hypothetical negative yeah. scenarios. It's it's going well, what does it it's trying to look at what the deeper meaning is yes. and, and, and it meaning it must be bad for someone else. Whereas I d I don't I don't Really, no. I'll be maybe, happy. maybe it might be bad for Nico Williams because there might be a case that you know. Look, at the moment we we look desperately short on right back mm. cover. Trent's played all these games that I mentioned before. Is Milner been promised Trent's understudy role for the rest of the season just to make sure he gets his minutes? Yeah. That would be a little concern if we if we're saying your defo second choice right back next season. If, again, go back to that your Gomez commentary maybe Tim. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, listen, if Liverpool go into the season next season with this squad. Fine, like that's I'm all right with that. Like this squad I've got right now, I think I think I we mean, all. There's no way we will. No, because people, are, yeah, no, because <laughs> like Arigi will definitely. Yeah, but in just in general, like in saying, if you said that squad's what you're going into the season, with, I think in the sum we all felt we were a little bit short, and you know, San and Diaz has, has, has definitely improved that Canate obviously as well. So I'd be fine with it. Like again, I think what's clouds it. I think if you look back at the city, the, in the massive games where Milner's played this season, we've kind of been he, he has underperformed a bit. I think the City one's really unfair. He got a dog of a job there. He had to go and play right back against Phil Foden because mm-hmm. Trent was out. That was a, and he didn't play well. Having played well against Palace, I don't think he had a particularly good game against mm-hmm. Chelsea either. Yeah. But in like Norwich, if we want Liverpool to be competing for four trophies and play sixty odd games a season, yeah. Milner playing in the Norwich FA Cup game, fine. Like sound. If he plays Norwich in the league, absolutely fine. Like you need your squad. And like I say, look, ranked the midfielders now: Fab, Thiago, Hendo, Kaita. Elliot Jones Ox. If Milner's number eight, no, then fine. Like give, if he's on the same terms as he's on now, and it doesn't impact your spending elsewhere. Give him the contract, give him a year, and see where he goes. It might be that after a year's footy, then he goes. You know what? I've had enough, and then he's around you to be that coach. Mm-hmm. What you don't want, I don't think. If you love him so much as the fella, then and you want him to be a coach, you you don't want to send him to Leeds for a year, and then he becomes Leeds as first team coach. Yeah. Let's keep him around. So mm-hmm. I, I see the benefits of it. I, what I don't agree with, sorry, is that. He goes well. He sets. He sets. The, you know the model professional, and he's he, and I get all that. But like, we've probably got enough of them anyway. I don't think he needs them for that. See, I, with that, with the greatest of respect, stay that attitude's bollocks. Okay. Because and this is a danger that everyone underestimates. And this is what's undone so many great Liverpool squads over the years. Is they go. Oh well, we need to refresh. We need fresher legs. We need new, new guys, new ideas, and all that. So you get rid of the old guys, and it's different now because we've got a load of winners now. That's what. That's my point. Yeah. But the point it, it's, and it goes. I have to put myself in Jurgen Klopp's shoes. He's the vice captain, yeah. And he does. And what we we only see the James Milner that takes to the field for yes. Liverpool, and he's a waning power. He is. He's nothing like the player that he was three, three years ago. And we're now seeing the point where he can't quite drop into every game and, and, and be a, a positive... I think we are weakening our eleven at times to put him in. But James Milner is at Liverpool Football Club five to six days a week. 
and he play and we play football in one or two of those a week. And the ninety percent of his of his contracted hours as a Liverpool player take place at the AXA. And it's what is what does he do there? And it's also things like this leadership group. We're blooding a new generation. Yep. We've you know we're bringing Trent up in this. Ali's in this. There's, I mean, also that you know, what's Jordan Henderson's long term future at Liverpool? There's a there's a debate that he might he might not see that full length of his contract out. James Milner for me, as long as you're not paying him more money, if you're paying him the same or less, yeah, it's a fucking no brainer because he's just he sets the bar. You know, you're a young kid coming through, and I know we've got all these lads, but he's 36 years old, and if you're 17 and he's out running, yeah. Then you've got a major, yeah. you know, it weeds out a lot of a lot of shit in your squad without even realising it because of that. Bar yeah, my that point there. Sorry, let's let let leave Evo. I don't realise we stay stay X mate podcasters kicking off big time. Yeah, it's so interesting because like I, I agree with you, James Milner won't be like permanently playing a big role for us, but. Exactly. It's he's so underrated it, um, in terms of his impact for this team, for this squad, and like you see it in every sport, every sport team, every big franchises, every great super teams, whatever who win titles, they they have these old fellas, one or two who keep this squad together, and like even I don't know if if, if Klopp was asked about this situation and then he uh, talked about it but there was another interview or, or press conference some weeks ago where he said like uh, or, or post match like all the motivational speeches James Milner gives them yep. James Milner delivers them yeah. and like he's 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 a bit of everything he's He could be a kind of a father figure to, to, to really young players, to Kate Gordon, to Harvey Elliott. And then he's, I think he's really strict and hard as a football player. You have to earn his respect. And, and, and on the other way, he's funny on Instagram too. So <laughs> yeah. somehow it, it's a little bit of everything and you need that in your squad. And like when we compete on every four fronts, to have him in the in the in the in the really physical games in the cup competitions if unsung hero if no one if nobody is ready in Jurgen Klopp's eyes to take up that vice captaincy mantle then there's no point in not giving James Milner a new contract because he's not going to demand loads of footy. And he might, because interesting about why I've been doing this, Fabrizio Romano has just tweeted, uh, Liverpool have offered James Milner a one-year contract extension. Talks are now underway as Jürgen Klopp wants Milner to be part of the team also next season. Ooh. Talks will continue in the coming days, weeks. It's up to Milner now. And, and, and again, the only possible downside I can see in this is... Uh, when we went into this season, I looked at it and thought, we're playing Milner a bit more DM now. And if we've let Genie Wijnaldum go and Milner has become has stepped up to become our third choice DM, that's a weakening of the squad because Mil uh, Genie Wijnaldum was a better DM than yeah. James Milner is. And so, to your point, if it means that someone else is losing out, then I, I agree that's an issue. But for me, all the off the field stuff. All the motivational stuff, all the lead, all again, all the leadership stuff and that kind of stuff, and the fact that he can play in like four different, four or five different positions, he doesn't rock the boat. He's not a gobshite. He's not going to spit his dummy as. He's not going to have wanderlust to go, you know, to go anywhere else just yet. And you can, you'll, you'll never get anything less than 100% commitment from on on the field. And if he's not costing you any more money, 
No-brainer. We all do this. And I boil this down to really simplistic terms. When you pick, when you're picking your substitutes bench, if you can put a lad on there who can just do a few positions, it means you get to put more other better lads on the pitch. Instead of having to put a right back and a left back on your bench, you put Milner on there, and then all of a sudden you can put an extra attacker on there, and that gives you that gives you more options. I was about to say that that going back to the point before, like I think Liverpool, if Milner leaves, Liverpool will be fine. I don't think like you know all all the intangibles he brings. I get yeah. I'm talking off the field. Like Virgil will just become vice captain, mm. and then someone and Trent or Allison are next in line. They'll be fine. I think the bar's set now. I think the I think the atmosphere of the club is set. I don't think you need James Milner to do it. I'm talk. I think it's worth keeping James Milner around for the squad. Mm-hmm. For like actually, I'm not even. I mean, the, the off the field stuff is is extra bonuses. What we're getting is a lad who at 36 years old is fit enough to play every game because you're not going to get many is accepting that he's not going to play every game can do a job at right back can play left back can play centre mid that's why I'm about, that's why I'd keep him you need to repl- this, you're right the thing of replacing James Milner in the squad is basically impossible you can't you can you can you can give more you can give his games out to other players of course but that when you need to to call upon something like you, it's just like being in the fucking wilderness and you've got a Swiss army knife in your pocket. Yeah. I would rather have a Swiss army knife in my pocket than than all the individual component fucking things that you need. Corkscrew knife. No, 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 it's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. You know, if you're gonna get caught short, get caught yeah. short with that. It's not gonna. You're not. You know what I mean. You're not gonna be able to knife and fork your dinner, but you're better having that than having than having nothing. Yeah. Um. And and that's the the, the beauty of of the squad system. I you know I, I'm not saying that we. We should accept James Milner as the as the first choice in any position in our mm. team anymore. But your squad is well better for having for having him. And again, it depends on like you you need someone else to fulfil that. Does Jordan Henderson want to do accept himself I was as, to a, say as a as the he plays right back, he plays left back, he plays DM, he plays attack and mid. Sure. No. I think Jordan Henderson would fucking leave Liverpool <laughs> before someone told him to to do that. Yeah, that's the point. Is that I think if Milner is number is squad member number twenty in your team, so he's always the lad who's like bottom of the subs list, but because he can play five places, he's invaluable. That's that's again, I that's what I'm referencing back to. I think he's a spot on. He brings so much, but if he was shit, then that doesn't matter. Yeah. You could be the best yeah. lad. You could be the best lad in the world, but if you can't play, you know, used to us. Yeah. You know, Adrian's apparently a good lad round the round the team, but if he was second choice goalie, we'd be having kittens about exactly. it. Exactly. You've exactly. got you've got to be able to do stuff on the pitch, and I think he's had a couple of bad games more this season, and he is a waning force. You're right, mm-hmm. but if Liverpool if Liverpool in Norwich in the cup next week or whatever, and James Milner's playing centre mid, sound. Yeah. I'd rather that than this that, is not know, Adam Lallana. Who can't play? Who can't play? And let's be honest, how he plays and where he plays, there's just, you know what I mean? He wants to play football and he, can, he wants to just go and have another career. If Milner's happy to be at Liverpool for a bit longer. For me, Milner should be should retire at this club. Yeah. Because I don't see the point in him not. Because, as I say, all those off the field stuff, they convert for me into coaching. Yeah. And Definitely. if you can then, and that's how you start to build a dynasty. And because I, I, you know, I don't know who's going to be the next. Liverpool manager but if it's Pep Linders you're going to need someone who's a bit more hateful in your, in your dressing room who get, who shouts at people and gets angry and sets, a, sets an emotional you know a different type of bar it's got Ronnie Moran vibes for me if he can if he's good enough to go and play at another Premier League club or high end championship and play 30, 40, 50 games I'd rather than play 12 for Liverpool 
and you just keep him. Yeah. If you get a duo, if you get a duo out of Papalindis and uh, James Milner as like manager duo for after Klopp, sound. I take that. And like you, you, you see, like I always say in the in these in these shows when when we when we discuss it, we are really spoiled at that club. Not yeah. only with the football, not only football wise, but also we don't have major issues. Mm-hmm. Like when when yes. when when our journals and our beat writers uh, re- report something, it's not a major outrage. Other other cl- clubs have this, and I, I think James Milner's impact on this is massive. Hundred percent. Well, this is the thing was a cop saying about how he puts out fires before they even they even happen. You don't even realize he's yeah. done it, and he's gone and sorted his squad issues out. Avoid the crisis before it, it, it could from, evolve. From doing these League Cup things, speaking to like Northwest Liverpool journalists, I think it was even Chris Bascom was just saying. There's just no drama at Liverpool anymore. There used to be, you know, it used to be all kinds of stuff going on. You'd have clicks and you'd have him fighting. You'd have footballers like trying to, you know, wangle stuff and do whatever. It's like, and we don't have this. And he's a massive part of that because you need, and it's what, again, that's why Ronnie Moran was so essential to Liverpool. It was the no big heads. He was the guy going around collecting your winners' medals in on the first day of pre-season training. Go, there you go, medals in the bag. Yeah, well done. Hope you enjoyed winning that title. That's done now. Move on to the next thing. Having someone like Millie, because you would be embarrassed to be a big head and sit next to James <laughs> Milner in the training, training room. You wouldn't want to come in and be, you know what I mean? And, and feel like you're a big time Charlie because, and you need more lads like that, I think. Do you think yeah. the level of everyone else is, because there's always someone who shit, isn't Evo, like you say. There's always someone who, who other people, like Henderson's getting it recently because he's in a bad form and Milner's had a couple of games. Yeah, a little bit scapegoat, but yeah. like, the, Milner's not shit. The, he's not well, we've got world-class players everywhere so the drop-off is notable. Do you think that's a thing? Like, if that was a shit footballer, so he was, a, I don't know, Granit Jacker was not, he's fucking crap him. If it was him, if it was him, him. And, and he played away. He plays for Arsenal, with a big side who are going to compete for the top four to and cups every now and then. Uh, he's nowhere near James Milner now. Do you think we're spoiled and we're just comparing? Our, he's the weakest member, perhaps of the first of the first eighteen. Is now Milner, or it's Jones, or it's Henderson. They're, they're getting compared to other people, and that's why it's, there's a bit more criticism around them. Do you think that's fair? I mean, I hundred percent agree with that. By the way, I, I, I agree with you, Millie. Like. We got 110% out of James Milner in these seven years. Like, playing-wise, when he was good, when he was, like, doing all the assists in the Champions League, all that stuff. And he was, like, getting a natural moving out of the first team and more in that coaching role, more in that role where he has more influences than only on the football field. And I really think, like, if it is so easy, I don't know if it's easy, I don't know how James Milner thinks, but... If it's that easy to have a guy like him for another year and he would be fine with his role, I'd rather take this because you will feel a difference. I think they yeah. will feel a difference when he's not here yeah, anymore. We do. We, and I think, we're, I think two things. We live in like ranking culture yeah. where there's got to be a best player and therefore because you've named your best player, you have to have a worst player. And I think that is a constant in constant cycle. And some people think it's a certain player and some people... Are determined it's one and then we'll shut the faces for a season or two but the second that player it's bad form they're ready with the knives out again it's not and you mentioned this English lads in, in Liverpool teams tend to have a much harder ride than Scouse lads in English teams and foreign players and I said this, if, if if James Milner was 
Louis Enrique, or he was um, Angelo Delivio, or he was um, Alessandro Costa Carta, or he was Ciro Ferrara, or he was any number of like these lads who could who could play a number of positions over the years who we've all adored on all levels of football manager, champ mm-hmm. manager, all that kind of stuff. There'd be no issues with this, but we do this sometimes too much because you're right, we we are spoiled. Yeah. James Milner walks into. Most Liverpool team, every Liverpool team in the Premier League era, apart from the one from the last two or three seasons, and that's just because we've yeah. we've grown a bit beyond them, and he's aged he's aged out a touch. Look at the thirteen fourteen bench, right? Look at the thirteen fourteen bench, and then tell me you if James Milner's are we got nine subs. If James Milner's playing number twenty, mm-hmm. who would play number twenty have been then? We are spoiled. They've yeah. done such a good job building the squad. You're right. I, I think personally, if the money's the same and he's happy. Keep it. The only one who's going to be good is Harvey Elliott because he's pining for that number seven. Yes. Harvey <laughs> wants that number seven shirt so bad. He's like, yeah. I'll be, I'll, another year with sat 67. outside the room. Him and, him and Diaz are sat outside the cops' office. I'm waiting for the smiles. He comes out smiling. They go, oh. Back to season. 67 again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll change my Instagram back. Um, right, we, um, we're going to move on. We had a quick uh, couple of super chats. Trick Josh says, it's said that Man City have so many good players, their second team is better than most Prem teams' first choices. You think Liverpool squad has two first-class teams in it? I do agree on that. I think that, and that's part of the point, yeah. is that James Milner, at the worst case, our second team is, is, is a top four yeah. contending team. Yeah. James Milner is an example of that. Arsenal would love a James Milner right now. Leicester would love a James Milner. Man United would... I mean, how weak their midfield has been. We talked about the six positions. Matic gets into their team still, for God's sake. Fred gets into their team. McTominay... McTominay is at best... Another Mil, another Milner level footballer. He's just maybe a bit taller. You know what I mean? That, that, that's it. There's tons of those teams who would give anything for that and everything he did he brings around the pitch. Again, I look, I look at who else does that job in the Premier League. I quite like Mark Albrighton. Like he's not brilliant, but he's a kind of lad who good you, little sub. Exactly. You just in any given situation, you need to patch a hole in your team for the game. You chuck him in, and he'll do, he'll do a job. Um, my nan's got bunions, apparently. Uh, <laughs> says Fabrizio saying we've offered a one-year extension. Yeah, as we as we've covered. Thank you so much for that, mate. Um, and Damien Jurovsky says James Milner needs a song. Yeah, the little one on the go about three or four years ago that never really took off. But I agree, James Milner should have. He's one of them. Like in years to come, he should have. He'll have a bench or a. Or, a, or a, if we go down more frequent statues route, I think he'll get one because he's been so yeah, so yeah. integral. Um, right, we are going to talk very briefly about Inter Milan. We've got one more quick break, but it's not a break in the traditional sense. I spoke to Stuart Downing uh, for an in conversation with special uh, like gearing up around uh, Wembley week, of course. Um, so yeah, here's a little bit from that. You're thinking when them two miss, oh no, they're sort of your, your go-to penalty takers and. Uh... But the so-called not a good one scored. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly given the sort of atmosphere and everyone's yeah. on edge. Yeah. It genuinely looked like it was the easiest thing in the world, I that guess. Wasn't. It, <laughs> it wasn't. Yes, uh, as we gear up towards the uh, League Cup final, I spoke to Stuart Down in a, a good old in-depth conversation with a, a really underrated footballer. Actually, you know, he, he didn't 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 get loads of goal scoring exploits at Liverpool, but he was Liverpool's man of the match the last time they won a League Cup, uh, and you could see in that um, or 
yeah, he talks about it as well. He won the Man of the Matches trophies actually there, uh, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah, really, really interesting stuff. Loads of like tactical insights into how Liverpool played under Kenny Dalglish and a little bit about how he fell out with Brendan Rodgers and how he comes to Liverpool and stuff as well. So yeah, if you want to get yourself in the mood, but also learn more about a, 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 a you know a, a really really solid footballer that Liverpool owned that it never quite worked out for. Um, yeah, really really good guy, and that's streaming right now on Redman Plus. Uh, right, just briefly then into Milan. Um, there no Nicola Barella for them who's suspended, which is brilliant news for Liverpool. Uh, no away goals rule as well, Steve, uh, which is a new world for us. You know, we've we've profited off that away goals rule a lot. Obviously less so Atletico Madrid a couple of years ago, but that will be I'm just fascinated to see how that kind of impacts the tie, really, because it surely it means Inter will have to have a bit more of a go at home. It might mean Liverpool are a little bit less gung ho as a result because we don't need to chase an away goal. It makes a draw for the home team a better result. That's what that's what it does. So it, I don't know how that plays in tactically. There's arguments for both, isn't there? There's arguments to say in to know that we, we might need to win this one because if we go to Anfield, we're gonna have to beat them at Anfield more than likely, which is impossible. This is what I spoke to Alex, the Inter Milan fan, on the upper preview, on, and he, he basically said, "I went to I said asked this question. What he went, it makes me it makes the San Siro game for Inter a must win because I don't think we can go to Anfield and win." That's what it does. Yeah. Usually, if you if you if you draw nil nil at home and you think we're going to get a one all away and we're through, you can't do that no more. So I think you're right. I think what it does, it, it puts emphasis on the home team in the first leg to go out and play. It means the second team can shut up shop a bit more. You don't have yeah. to go and chase that goal. So it, it's it's an interesting tactical dynamic. I I agree with them changing. I don't think they needed the way goals anymore. I found it baffling that a goal scored in one ground was worth more goal in another ground. I didn't like it, so I'm glad they got rid of it. It did always make you edgy, because obviously we'd always prefer to have Anfield second leg, which of course we've got, and it, but it did always add that like like that extra devastation. If either good Johnson's goal goes in in 2005, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, like, we're out. Diego Forlan in for Atletico Madrid in the Europa League semi-final, yeah. things like, you know, those kind of situations. And, and again, Atletico a couple of seasons ago, just absolute heartbreak that it causes. I, I do feel as though this is the kind of thing that definitely just pre- prefaces Liverpool. It prefaces a better team, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Defo and like it, it, it is a different game for the home team wherever whenever you play, but it's still like it's still the same. <laughs> like still they they still play football. It's still and I I, I still prefer Anfield as a, as a second leg because yeah. it's just better. Like playing the first leg, being successful or solid or whatever, and then coming back to your stadium. That's still a beautiful. Thing for me, like just like psychologically, but um, yeah, like it's, it's it's it could be a tactical dif- difference. Interesting to see how they treat it. Mm. I don't think it'll change. Um, I think we go to win every game anyway. I think Jurgen always goes to just win the game. Yeah. I don't think I don't think what it does do if, if you tune it up, you don't have to go and chase the whatever. But but yeah, that's the difference. Mean, yeah. That's a difference. But yeah, what yeah. I mean is, it might change in so much as if it's nil nil and it's ten minutes to go, your mindset as the away team is not. We really try goal. Nick, we should try and nick an away goal because that'll put us in. That'll put us strong. Nil nil is a is a, a really good result for Liverpool in the San Siro if it comes down to that. Better than no, you know. It was always one nil. One nil away is like almost the perfect result yeah. in, in that regard. More than that, it's obviously more and more helpful. But yet, I wonder whether if there's ten minutes to go, it's an interesting psychological shift for us. Do we put the extra defender on? Or do we go? Or do we do we refresh it an attacker? It'd be interesting. Rafa always used to play. I think European games like it was this. He yeah. was never asked for to away. He was always a case of 
if we have to get back to Anfield and just win the game of football, we'll do that. Yeah. And that's kind of what it goes back to. Like he, he went to Chelsea away and he wasn't bothered about getting the away goal, was he? He went there in that 2005 one and went, right, if we if we are nil-nil in either of them, by the way, sad. Like, whatever. In the end, they get beaten 1-0 in one of them. We get it. He was not bothered. It was more, if we have to win a game of football at Anfield to qualify, we'll be fine. And that's what being the second leg is so helpful with. It might be interesting if in the next round if we end up as the home team first. Mm-hmm. It might change your mindset then. But yeah, for now, I don't think it changes too much. But I think it'll change into Milan's. I think they have to win. They'll be saying we have to win this game at home. Yeah. If we have to go, if we go to Anfield and have to scrape a draw, I fancy us. I don't fancy us going to Anfield and actually turn and pull over. I, I think it's more fair in like yeah. like more, more fair in a way because. We we've seen it a lot of times. Football games can be weird, and like you can like you can have a complete out outrageous day where seven eight players out of the team have a bad day, or you have red cards or VAR decisions, some stuff. Like if if you, if you have to face all these challenges and then you lose two nil or something, not like no matter in which uh, side you are, home or away, like it can. Like if you have a bad game, it doesn't affect you that much anymore because mm-hmm. it's just a normal result, and you can turn that around in the yeah, second you, game. Yeah, go away goals could be, can leave you dead and buried within a within a. Within when you the have first a bad game. game and then you then at home and then you lose. Think of this two two nil two goals. Nil. You think of the city game when Salah scores. That goal is so big because it's scored in a ground forty minutes down the road. Yeah, that's the only difference yeah. it is. It's an away goal because yeah. we because we got them. We got that three at home. That one become it's impossible for City to win. Where what what is it? If if, if Salah scores that goal, City think we still only need three. Yeah. It, when, they, when they need five, they're like, oh well, yeah. We'll fuck and it Roma it, as well, you know, all those kind yeah. of situations. Like, it, 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 I think what it should do it should mean more second legs are still in the balance. Mm-hmm. It should because if it, say City go and beat Wolfsburg three 0 away or whatever. You, usually that game it's probably game over anyway but usually that would mean Wolfsburg come to the Etihad needing to you know needing to get the away goal and then win three just to just to get to extra time yeah. now what it means is four wins of the game anyway where City know that if they score and go to four that's game over because yeah. Yeah. They, they have to score five to beat us absolutely uh, are we feeling happy positive excited how could you not be yeah really like, excited like, like the great games coming up and Champions League is back, so always, always great. Under the lights. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for that. Obviously, it's what we're here for. More preferably when we get back to Anfield, of course. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we will be doing a watch along for that. Uh, loads more from us. If you want more into Milan build-up, then the build-up show is there for you. Uh, Steve's doing starting at 11 as well. There's an Oppo preview over on Redmen Plus. Chris is doing a stat show uh, later this afternoon. That's on Redmen Plus. The Stuart Down in conversation with And from this weekend onwards. We're going big on Wembley week. So yes, podcast series, documentaries, interviews galore, getting you ready for the league. Cup final but yeah brilliant stuff and thank you so much to everyone who signed up already everything's uh, going really well uh, and we're getting some amazing feedback on that stuff so yeah you guys are awesome and of course to our club legends who've joined in the conversation everyone who's listened and watched live as well you guys are boss this podcast is live half ten on Tuesday mornings on YouTube so if you ever want to get stuck in and join us then do do that anyway that's all that stuff out the way uh, the little matter of a massive game in the San Siro <laughs> cannot wait uh, yeah up the reds Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 